from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Cameron Strang and uh, welcome to a special edition of the Relevant Podcast. You know, in light of the devastating earthquakes that have been happening in Haiti, um, you know, honestly, we just didn't feel like doing a normal, lighthearted, jovial podcast for you. So instead, we're bringing you actually a pretty important uh, conversation. As you know, millions of lives have been devastated by the earthquakes, and the need there is absolutely overwhelming. Um, you know, we're in the magazine, on the website, we're always trying to challenge um, you guys and ourselves to make a difference. And we thought that the best way we could do that in this hour of need is to put our money where our mouth is. And so our team has decided that we are going to be donating half of every dollar that comes in um, for new relevant subscriptions to the relief efforts in Haiti. You know, $15 subscription, we are literally going to give $750 away to the need there. Um, It doesn't cover our costs. Um, We are losing money but this isn't the time for business as usual. And, you know, I, I believe that as Christians, we're um, called to reject apathy and sacrificially help those in need. And that's what we're trying to do. Uh, in particular, um, we've been very aware of the efforts that World Vision is doing there. Um, they've been in Haiti since 1958. They've really been there extensively uh, for the last 30 years. Um, even before the earthquakes, World Vision helped over 300,000 kids every year just in Haiti alone. Right now, they have over 800 staff on the ground working tirelessly to help those to save lives. I mean, this isn't going to be nice to rebuild Haiti. This is life and death uh, situation right now. And uh, they desperately need, need money for food and health care, clean water, blankets, tents. I mean, a lot more. So we're doing what we can to help. We, we called them and said, can we go out there and try and raise money and give it to you? And they said, yes, please. The need is overwhelming. So uh, that's what we're doing. Um, if you go over to relevantmagazine.com slash benefit Haiti, that's where you can subscribe and find out more. And and half of every one of those subscriptions is going to go over to help World Vision's efforts in Haiti specifically. Because of that, we thought it would be important for you all to hear from World Vision uh, uh, what they're doing and what their heart is and what their strategy is uh, in the relief efforts. So in a minute, um, our editorial director, Roxanne Weeman, speaks to uh, World Vision's vice president and chief catalyst, Steve Haas, about the need there, what they're doing, and what you can do to help. It's time for us to uh, make a difference. And there's a lot we can do individually, uh, corporately. Um, This is the time for us to act. So here's Roxy talking to Steve Haas. So um, I guess to start, can you just kind of describe the situation in Haiti now, um, a week after the earthquake, and just kind of what's going on there now? Well, from our staff, we're we're beginning to hear that things are getting a little bit more normalized when it comes to, you know, getting some of the help processes in line, whereby uh, people are getting fed. Uh, the uh, ability to reach people is, uh, you know, is better. Roads are some of the roads are getting cleared out in such a way that they can get further and further out to people most in need. Um, certainly, our staff is still saying, though, it is there's still a fair amount of chaos and and confusion. Uh, there's still a lot of broken infrastructure in which you need to get around. Um, and so they say that the efforts still are incredibly difficult. Uh, many of our staff, in fact, are 
are still sheltered out uh, in the open. Uh, they're not in you know hotels or or people's homes because much of that is still unsteady. So uh, still under the most difficult uh, circumstances in terms of the you know working under hot sun and and uh, you know not having everything that you would typically have in, in order to provide the kind of relief that we like to provide. Um, they're also having to deal with the same kind of elements that people there that they are um, bringing relief to. So, for everybody involved, for our 800 staff as well as uh, the, the the folks who are on the receiving side of of much of our aid, this is really tough. And I think it's going to be tough for the you know foreseeable future in light of all the things we're dealing with. What do you see as the as the major needs of Haiti right now? The the two things, and they're really the things that were in the very beginning, and that is food and water and medical attention uh, and and some of the you know ingredients of of really solid medical attention. These are the kinds of things you're also hearing on CNN and and NPR and Fox and you name all the news channels. Uh, and a lot of that is because the infrastructure within the country was damaged so horribly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're rushing this in to the extent that we're able to. Um, obviously, there have been some bottlenecks that have been given some relief uh, by nature of uh, things like the American military and, and uh, the, the UN able to create a more command control structure on some of these bottlenecks. But um, regardless, you know, you've got so many people in need and and uh, obviously an infrastructure that was already compromised in the beginning and was not aided by this earthquake um, and so in trying to get through those bottlenecks and get this to who need it most we're going to be dealing with that for for certainly weeks and months to come how is world vision responding to those needs uh, those needs and and other needs in haiti right now well, one of the the good things, and I guess that there, you know, in, in these kinds of disasters, you look for silver linings to give you a sense of hope. And one of those is we've been there for 30 years, and because of the size of our staff and the size of our our footprint, many of our staff were able to go to work immediately. Uh, in fact, within hours of the earthquake happening, um, one we have pre we had prepositioned resources because of the hurricane season that never really materialized. But those resources were there, and so a lot of the medical goods that would be needed immediately were able to be immediately put to work. And uh, then we've obviously been then trying to fortress uh, and, and, and rehabilitate those resources with more resources, medical attention, food is a big thing for us. We're, we're now getting a lot of reports of, of very large feedings, you know, thousands of people. Uh, getting a meal and and uh, usually this when I say meal I don't want anyone to think this is a, a turkey and potatoes this mm-hmm. is often fortified blend uh, so that people are getting very very high nutrients in 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 you know a, a smaller feeding so that they're really getting a kind of a turbo charge and this allows them to kind of start going and doing the kinds of things they're going to be needing to do in terms of rebuilding their own lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, medical attention. And so trying to get behind uh, the infrastructure, the medical infrastructure, and give them the tools they need to be successful. Um, usually in a disaster of this kind, you know, the first, I would say, three to four days, maybe a week, although we're hearing certainly of people still being pulled out, is rescue. Uh, and so it's so critical that you, you, you really give those rescue professionals, and they are pros, an opportunity to get into these very compromised buildings and structures and get people out. 
once that has taken place, and typically it's it's determined by how long can a person stay without water and food, which are where many of these people have been underneath buildings and such, then you begin to watch relief and recovery uh, begin to take place. And um, although we're often trying to support the rescue efforts, um, the, where, where we really think we have the, the most to contribute is, is when you get into that relief side, mm-hmm. um, where people now are really needing to move from the, the, the rescue phase to more a phase of, okay, I've got to move on. I've got to start uh, looking at what I've got I, I, and, and, and establishing myself. I need to start rebuilding my community and, and start bringing those structures and relationships back together. What does that mean while I'm still traumatized? And this is where uh, we really sense because of our experience in the field uh, in other countries and other disasters, as well as just our, our, our understanding of Haiti and our Haitian staff, uh, this is where we can do the most good. Um, having been in Haiti for thirty years, um, how would you how would you describe Haiti and and the people who live there? Well, when you when you've got a country whose average income is five hundred and twenty a year, and I'll just let that sink in. Yeah. So as you think about that, wait a second. That's less than two dollars a day. So you've you've already, and that's average. That's average. Right. So you've got a country already that is the, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, if we haven't heard that, you know, uh, four or five times a day over the last week. Uh, you've got a country that sits in the shadow of the United States. And so certainly the longings um, of, of a life that is not bent in abject poverty is certainly there. But then you also have the largesse of kindness that is often distributed inappropriately uh, also there. So you've got a lot of de- dependency issues that are there and people expecting to be rescued at some point um, from, from the, the situation they're in. So all of that working in Haiti is very difficult, uh, very difficult. But the, the, what I've in, in some of my conversations before uh, the earthquake took place with, with our own national director and with some of our other friends who are working there with World Vision, I mean, we were hearing of tremendous successes in the areas in which we were working where, where people were really kind of reclaiming their area, uh, where clean water was being instituted, where the educational facilities and, and the way in which we were working with the local governments and such, kids were getting good education, where you know, jobs were getting sustainable and people were actually seeing their future beginning to take place in a way that was appropriate and what they had dreamed about. Um, I just need to tell you, you know, as you see those positive trajectories beginning to happen uh, and then you have something like an earthquake, right. it's very unsettling. So based on that and, I mean, the the history that you know of and, and what's going on now, what... What do you see for F- Haiti in the future? What, it, what are the n- long-term needs for, for Haiti? Well, I think the, the, the Haitian people themselves are an incredibly patient and resourceful people. Uh, they also have a tremendous amount of resolve. Um, obviously, this is a massive setback. Uh, someone said recently, you know, just take about a third of the United States and put it into a disaster zone and, and just on average you have kind of that a similar feeling. Now whether their actual statistics are accurate or not, I think they're certainly trying to say when you have a disaster of this kind in which everything has been taken away, whether you had a little to begin with or a lot, when everything is taken away and your whole neighborhood is like this and you've got to start again, obviously uh, these are issues that I don't think any one of us 
really would know what, what to do or where right. to begin with. But again, I get back to the resiliency of these people. Um, they are going to rebuild. Uh, they are going to join together in neighborhoods. Uh, they are going to try and reclaim their families. Uh, the one thing that's incredible about Haiti and talk to anyone who's ever been there, it's the sense of family. It's mm-hmm. the sense of relationship and, and the roots that go deep. Um, they're a very spiritual people. Unfortunately, a lot of the stories that are currently coming out are of the mix of religions. And certainly there is that there. There's a lot of syncretism within the way in which people um, uh, have faith in, in, in those communities. But there's also a vibrant uh, a Christian faith uh, that you see in many of these neighborhoods. And I think that's what's been shocking to some of the reporters who come in to hear the singing at night, uh, where people are singing hymns together. What is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's an indication of the resiliency of these people and the resiliency of their faith and their belief in God. So is that all those things go together as these resources are appropriately distributed and, and certainly uh, uh, these, you know, everyone, you know, people are going to be reached. Uh, this aid will get out to the end of the line. Um, as that begins to take root, I think these, you're going to see this country come back. But is it going to be quick? Is this going to be a, um, a process in which literally next year we're reporting on how everything is rebuilt? Right. We've got to remember that we're still, we're still doing some building in the tsunami zone, and that was three years ago. Right. And that's just, for ba- that's just homes, uh, you know, getting people, re- you know, continue to get people established. This is a, uh, a Category 3 disaster on a colossal scale, a complex humanitarian disaster. It's going to take a long time for these people to rebuild. How will World Vision be part of that, um, just kind of the future of, of rebuilding in Haiti? Well, again, um, I get back to this, you know, being there 30 years, um, when you break that out, that means, you know, 20 very, very large area development projects. That means taking care of 300,000 children and helping uh, come alongside communities as they build priorities for their kids. That's 52,000 sponsored kids, which... Uh, we're very excited. We have not heard of any fatalities of those children. Wow. We're not leaving. Um, this, all this does is harden our resolve. This is all this does. Right. Now, there are a lot of bleary-eyed uh, folks in this office mm-hmm. and, and very, very worn out and traumatized staff in Haiti. All that is true. Um, but for folks like us, and I sense, uh, uh, I'm sure many of your subscribers as well, this just hardens, uh, you know, our 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 belief in in our God. This simply uh, kind of reminds us again of why we're here. This just entrenches us yet more. These are our these are our family members, and I think it's sometimes hard when I'm sitting here in a very comfortable, you know, warmed at least now, but air conditioned in the summer office. Mm-hmm. The lights all go on. I can go to the drinking fountain when I'm thirsty. Um, I can grow, go out and grab a lunch because I have a piece of plastic in my pocket that says I can buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have all of these things, it's it's very hard in my own mind's eye to, to begin to think of someone who has absolutely nothing. But when you spend time with them and they are eating at the same table with you and you start getting names and relationships go deep, then they become family. And in essence, what happened in Haiti was a direct hit on my family. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, my resolve uh, is only that much more committed because a family member's been, been touched or compromised in some way. And so for us, and I think even in the faith community, I, I'm seeing that kind of resolve in, 
uh, fellowships across the country. Um, this is very much a family event. And so we, we haven't moved. Uh, if anything, we're just ever more committed to these folks who have been hurt. Just as a reminder, right now, every relevant subscription that comes in, half of the money is going to go to World Vision's efforts in Haiti. Um, you know, by getting relevant, you're going to, you know, stay connected to the move of God in our generation. By getting relevant right now, it's an opportunity to make a difference. Uh, help us get word out. Go check out the page. Um, we're, we're doing what we can as a company, and as a magazine to, to make a difference. I hope that you guys will too. Remember, it's relevantmagazine.com slash benefit Haiti. Thanks. And actually, that'll wrap up this special edition of The Relevant Podcast. We'll be back next week with the full crew. See you then. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com.